0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Brian Clark of Copy Blogger fame. Uh, He is also the creator of a new SEO software service called Scribe. Um, It is uh, a tool that, uh, as best I can tell, and we'll talk about it uh, in specifics, analyzes the content of web pages, blog posts, online press releases, you name it and at the click of a button so it sounds like a very useful tool but we're going to spend a great deal of time talking about this thing called seo copywriting so brian thanks for joining me
1: thank you john i appreciate being here you bet
0: so okay what is seo copywriting and i guess how does it differ from just good copywriting <laughs>
1: Well, you know, historically copywriting is about selling stuff. It's about conversion. It's about getting someone to take action. Um and this that of course was pre-web. And then once, you know, the web starts up and we had the early search engines which uh in those days SEO copywriting meant disgustingly ugly content with repeated keywords. I mean, yeah. the, the in the old days the search engines weren't very sophisticated. And then along came a company called Google, changed the entire landscape of search and keeps getting better and better and obviously bigger and bigger. They are by far the market leader in search. And, and what Google did was really look at smarter indicators of relevance and importance, um, authority, if you will, as to what was the more important web page for a particular term or phrase, than another, and instead of just focusing on the words on the page, they look at all sorts of other things that we're used to in social media. Basically, what other people say about you, and mm-hmm. and you're a big proponent of that. And in ordinary business, it it uh, you know it it all comes together really. That what it, when other people are saying good things about you, whether it be a referral for business, or it be a link from a page to your page. These are the type of things that determine whether or not you're going to do well or not. So Google kind of operates the same way. Uh, the How many people are linking to you, how important the people who are linking to you are, um, the words they use when they link to you. The Google algorithm is much more sophisticated than the early search engines. And that's why SEO copywriting has gone from primarily just placing certain words in certain places and in certain frequencies and has become kind of a holistic art unto itself that ironically drags traditional copywriting right back into it because it's all about catching attention, creating engagement and delivering value in a way that gets people talking about your content.
0: Well, and and I think the thing that sometimes people struggle with is this idea of balance. I mean, no matter what kind of copywriting we're doing, we, we want eyeballs that, that arrive at the page <laughs> to read it and, and, do what it is we want them to do, uh, act and convert. And and so how do you balance that with then this, when I hear copy, uh, SEO copywriting, uh, all of a uh, you know, immediately my mind's going to, you need to place, you know, keyword density and, you know, all the stuff people talk about that it's, it's like, do you, you know, how do you balance just good copywriting with this, with some of the sort of check off the list things you need to do for SEO copywriting?
1: Well, I I think that's an excellent question, and I think it does cause a lot of confusion because I think sometimes people look at a web page or a website as a workhorse that's supposed to perform all things at one time. And we know in the offline world that that's not how business works. We've got, you know, depending on the size of the organization, you've got uh, advertising or media or existing customers that feed business into you via phone calls or requests or leads, whatever, and then maybe you've got someone in the office who handles sales, or you've got business development people, and then it moves down a chain, right? We have a sales cycle. It's not any different online, and it's not really any different specifically when it comes to uh, attracting targeted search traffic, which is what you want. I mean, it's not that hard to get search traffic if you're publishing content, but it's that doesn't mean that con- that uh, traffic is relevant to ultimately what you're trying to do, which I think is convert someone into a customer, get them to pay you, you know, all those good things. So you have to look at it more like a sales cycle, and that search is the get someone in the door rather than, okay, they're going to show up from search, and they're going to buy from me instantly. Now, yeah. not to say that can't happen. Um because it can. And that's really a, a goal you're looking for with it, the perfect landing page. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be that complicated. We have things called content landing pages where you create content on the topic that is relevant to the type of people that you're trying to attract. And uh, you get them in and then you convert them into someone who pays attention to you over time yeah. with a new email newsletter, with your blog, whatever. So it's just... That's the first step, and then conversion can be farther down, so you don't have to create one page that does everything in one shot.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great, great point, too. I think a lot of even in the offline world, you know, people expect a quarter-page ad is going to build all this trust to the point where somebody's going to pick up a phone and call you, and, and I think you're right. A lot of what you're trying to create is, is you're trying to attract some people. You're trying to create some awareness, but then you know, that's maybe when the job starts. Absolutely. So there, you have a, um, a free report out, and, and forgive me, I don't have it sitting here right now, the title of which is?
1: That is How to Create Content that Ranks Well in Search okay. engines.
0: Sorry I, sorry I made you do that. It was just a test to make sure. I make even sure almost you, forgot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but there are two concepts in there that, that I thought were rather interesting. I wonder if you could maybe kind of share what you mean by those. But you talk about spoon-feeding the search engines.
1: Right. So I started the the uh, conversation with you about talking how much more sophisticated Google is than the early days of old search engines like AltaVista and, and all that. And yet Google today is still maybe a very bright, precocious three or four year old,
0: you know, when yeah. it comes down to it, yeah. because
1: someday the technology will be to the point where they understand us, uh, you know, reasonably equivalent to a human being, but they are really, really far away from that. And if you know anything about artificial intelligence research, Mm -hmm. it's an incredibly difficult problem. But that's what the Google engineers are hoping for. Every, Every time they tweak the algorithm, they want it to be a little bit smarter so that it's you know, closer to what a an adult human being would say, oh, this is what this page is about, and it's better than that other page.
0: Well, and, and coupled with the fact that they're also crawling millions and millions of pages an hour, right? Oh, yeah. When you look <laughs> at
1: the sheer scale of right. it, it, it's amazing that search engines, specifically Google, work as well as they do. So yeah. I'm not taking anything away <laughs> from it. It's an amazing feat of technology, and yet it is what it is. So when I talk about spoon feeding a search engine, you know going back to the toddler analogy, uh, you wouldn't stick a ribeye in front of a toddler with a steak knife and a fork and say, <laughs> "Have at it you know you're you're in for a mess at a minimum, if not a severed you know <laughs> digit so so you know s e o copywriting to a certain degree, at least what's on the page and and what your title is and things like this, you still have to think about how a search engine is going to view that page and you have to give them what they need. And and most of the best practices in SEO copywriting are, you know, they're, they're fairly well established and when they do change, there's a whole bunch of smart SEO people out there who try to keep us informed of this. Um, so that's what I mean. You've got to write incredibly engaging content that ap- appeals to people and then you have to balance that by making sure that the search engine, who is very bright but just not as sophisticated as a normal human being, um, can understand and appropriately Uh, index your site where it needs to be for the type of traffic you're trying to reach. That means the language your ideal customer or prospect is using to find certain things.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because I think a lot of times we we use our industry jargon or or what we think they search. And and boy, when you really look at the kind of cockeyed ways sometimes that people search for things, it's a real education.
1: Well, and you know that's a good point, John, because even going back to the pre-web days of copywriting you would have a very brilliant copywriter named Eugene Schwartz who who, his advice was look you've got to understand the language they're using out there this is your audience these are the words they're using use those words back at them so it's always been you know from a conversion standpoint a blessing to understand what your audience is or your prospects are the way they're speaking and then speak that way to them. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. So now search, especially keyword research based on how people search is just like this gold mine of information that they didn't have back in the sixties when Eugene Schwartz said that. Um, so even if search engines didn't deliver traffic, that's incredible valuable data to know how your customers are talking about what you're selling.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So you mentioned, you've mentioned several on several occasions now this idea of conversion. Are there some, I know that, that a lot of what you write about on CopyBlogger is, is about uh, online and offline, getting people to take an action uh, that you want. Because you're right, so many people get really stressed out about Getting their pages indexed and ranking well and getting all this traffic, you know, but but the bottom line is, you know, how you make the cash register ring. So are there ways in in SEO copywriting or copywriting in general online that uh, some tips that you could suggest for ways to to create better conversion?
1: Um, Well, uh, again, you know, one thing about anyone, I don't care who you are, um, when you get online, you have your your first website or your 15th, um, traffic is just this, it's like a drug. You know, yeah, you just yeah. love to get traffic in, right? It, it doesn't matter. And yet, most traffic just isn't worth anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or my <laughs> um, or
0: my favorite is, I got a thousand hits. Yeah, That's even right. Better. What does that mean? That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I mean,
1: and, and a lot of people get hung up on that. It's better to get you know, uh, 10 laser-targeted hits right. or unique visitors, right. to be more precise, <laughs> right. Who and seven of them buy from you than it is to get a thousand of anything if they don't buy anything. So the idea, of course, goes back to the fact that, that search engines, um, you know, c- tell us the words and phrases that people use mm-hmm. to locate what they're looking for usually information you know uh, there are people and and this is why pay-per-click is is so powerful for google in that it's like the yellow pages it's the modern yellow pages if they want to buy something and you can show up for that you can get that sale but we know uh, if you have anything to do with pay-per-click you know it gets more expensive every day and google loves that (laughs) because they keep making more and more money because it gets more competitive and sooner or later you have to be a conversion expert to make sure you're getting any return on investment because your margins keep keep um keep shrinking now with with natural search results that these are what you're going for with that seo copywriting seo optimization The traffic is natural, it's free, you're just there in the search engines, and people tend to trust the natural results, especially if they're a more sophisticated user. So it's really important um, to get found under the right terms, um, depending on how competitive they are. And if you show up for the right things and you provide an educational approach to satisfying what they need, which is... I need to educate you to the point that you trust me. You know that I'm the right solution. And hey, now you can buy from me. So again, it comes back to that sales process. But the first step is knowing the language that people are using. So
0: what are uh, what are a couple of your favorite uh, keyword research tools? People people love tools.
1: Yeah. Word Tracker has been my favorite for a long time. They've been around for uh, quite a while. Um, there are new entries into the market all the time. I think one a couple of years ago was WordZ, which got a lot of buzz. I ended up not using it. Um, Google even has a free keyword research tool, which they primarily are, are making public um, because of, for AdWords, right. you know, they they eventually want you to buy traffic from them. Um, but that's still a pretty reliable tool. Aaron Wall of SEO Book <laughs> has a free keyword research tool that's really robust and comprehensive, mm-hmm. and he's very generous to make that available to he's, people.
0: He's got a number of. I, I know he sells a, a, a pretty high dollar service, but he's got a number of really great free tools. <laughs>
1: Well, what a great example right there, yeah. what we're talking about. Aaron yeah. creates these valuable SEO tools for people, gives them away for free. People get a little bit of empowerment. They see the value. They, they're they able to see that Aaron Wall is a leading expert in SEO, and they sign up for his training program to get the whole picture. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It, it, there you go. This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing event marketing and online surveys visit them today at constantcontact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial you have mentioned and i I find that this is a term that is um doesn't mean much to the typical small business owner they think in terms of i build a website uh and it has all my stuff on it and uh this idea of landing pages and talk to me about um the value of those for, you know, I mean, is that something that even the, you know, the, the local kind of business uh, can employ?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, back when I was in local business in 2002, I started up a, uh, a real estate brokerage, but it was different in that it was completely virtual. It was a collection of websites. Um, you know, we, we took the phone calls, we took the leads by email, Uh, through the MLS, uh, you know, lead generation system, and we worked completely virtual, and it it worked out fine because most people don't need to come to an office. What they want to do is go see houses, right? Right. Um, So at that point, pay-per-click was a lot cheaper, and I used a hybrid uh, strategy of natural SEO and pay-per-click, and I was able just to eat the other realtors alive, because they would send traffic to just their generic home, Remax homepage or whatever, mm-hmm. and I would send them to a laser-focused page. And this is what a landing page is. There's there's different variations of landing pages, but the, the, the gist is that it's laser-focused to where the traffic sourced from, where it came from. So if it's pay-per-click for Dallas uh, real estate or Dallas homes, then it goes exactly to a page not my home page for the site but to a page that repeats back what they were looking for and then gives them what they're looking for and you know I use a hybrid of giving them free uh, information how to be a smarter home buyer let them search for home listings one way or another the lead ended up coming to me because i laser focused the message that they first saw as t- soon as they got to the site so it works with pay-per-click but in the ter- in terms of SEO, it allows you to create a piece of content or a multi-piece piece of content, what I call cornerstone content. It's, it's a really impressive kind of tutorial that's housed on one page called a content landing page. And you optimize that page for the keywords you're aiming for. And the reason it works so well is because you've provided such value on that one page that other people find it, link to it, and next thing you know, uh, you're ranking in the first, second, third position for that that term. And if you look on CopyBlocker in the left-hand side, under Resources, you'll see Copywriting 101, SEO Copywriting, Landing Pages. I rank number one or two for all of those.
0: Mm. Well and so t- talk going back to the local business again I mean so you could even you, you could even take that um play as far as saying if there are suburbs or there are neighborhoods that you work in uh that that you could actually have pages for those neighborhoods right and and probably do yourself a real favor in that local search
1: Yeah in fact uh, let me go back to the real estate example because I think that's you know the most local of businesses is sure, is, is yeah. real estate so um yes I actually at that time um, because of what worked in SEO and what didn't. And, and this actually would still work, but I actually created individual blog sites for each suburban area that right. I was going after. Um, so it had its own domain name. And you know what I did? I actually blogged home listings. Uh, I still mm-hmm. don't see realtors doing this, but it's a great strategy because that's what sure. people want. It's relevant yeah. to that area. So you've got neighborhood street names, town names over and over in a very natural way, Mm -hmm. and I would end up ranking um, on the first page for all those suburban areas of DFW. So you can see how this business got really lucrative really fast. (laughs) But yes, it's all about targeting, not generally, not taking, you know, uh, Plano real estate and trying to send it to a a page that says DFW area realtor. No, you want to talk about planar real estate specifically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. People, you, not only that, I mean, when we send them to the homepage, it's, you know, then they have to decide what they're to do next. Whereas the landing page, I, I it, mean, it's pretty exactly. much all spelled out. Like yeah. what,
1: they get there and they're confused. You've got your pretty yeah. little glamour shot over here and right, yeah, right, right, <laughs> all right, this exactly. stuff and they don't know where to go. Uh, you want yeah. to eliminate. There's a great book about web usability called Don't Make Me Think. Mm-hmm, and that should right. be your mantra, which is get them there, get that traffic there and give them exactly what they're looking for as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I mentioned in the intro um, a, a service that you created really to, in a way, uh, I, I'm, automate's probably not the exact right term, but in a way kind of makes some of these steps more efficient uh, for somebody that's writing copy and it's a, a service that I think you've created with a couple other folks called Scribe. Um, and, and I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that and, and how that might work based on kind of the conversation we've been having.
1: Right, so Scribe um, was a is a tool based on my kind of SEO practices that I've developed over the last nine years or so. Um, but it's different in that, you, you're right, it's not about automation of content because that doesn't work. It actually mm-hmm. starts with the content that you naturally create. So it, it, it doesn't sound robotic or keyword stuffed or anything. It, you write what you're writing about. And then Scribe analyzes it, and it tells you how to spoon feed the search engine. So you've got a very natural piece of content. And then it says, "Okay, here's what Google's going to see. If you want them to see it better, you need to add this here and these things here. And you need a couple more links. So it's just a step-by-step checklist that lets you take a very natural piece of content that people are going to react well to and and do what's required also for Google to see it the right way which in turn is is writing for people because it's people who use search engines and they're the one who sure. are going to find it in Google
0: but it actually analyzes what you've written not it's not really just it's not a just a set predetermined formula it actually takes what you've written and says here's how you can make it better
1: basically the describe algorithm um, mimics uh search engine algorithms to the extent of how they evaluate and see on page content so what that means is you know again going back to the toddler analogy it's look your kid's not going to be able to eat this (laughs) yeah yeah, Um, they're going to think it's about something else because you don't have Mm -hmm. words in the right places but it, it turns out to be very elegant and very natural uh compared to the opposite approach, which would be you start with a keyword phrase and then it builds some robotic, yeah. unreadable junk. And yeah. that was unacceptable yeah. to me. So yes, the other guys involved in Scribe are very, very smart programming types who were heavily influenced and believed in, the way, in my approach to the way SEO copywriting ought to be done and amazingly created a tool that does it. And uh, once I saw, I was skeptical at first, but once we started working together on it and I saw that it was a real deal, I was very excited about it. And we've been full steam ahead since last summer.
0: And you can um, at least the first iteration was WordPress uh, that it would actually plug right into that. But is it uh, is it available really in any HTML page or or is it only in content management systems?
1: Right. So the the idea is that you should be able to use Scribe any way you want to. So it started out with WordPress because obviously the WordPress market is so dominant when it comes mm-hmm. to people who create content, not just blogs but any kind of website because right. it's really right. like you right. said, it's a CMS. Um then we introduce the scribe web-based version which is standalone you you can edit you can we got people who create content right in the editor or mm-hmm. you can just cut and paste it in hit analyze it tells you what to fix fix it and then go put it anywhere you want whether that be in a different CMS or just in a plain old web page whatever mm-hmm. and and now we've got uh, Drupal which is another CMS Joomla yep. And coming up, we're probably going to develop a desktop version for people who want to be able to write offline and the the holy grail of Microsoft Word. So Mm -hmm. for people who just create in Word, which most people do, um, Mm -hmm. Microsoft still has a stranglehold on that. Um, You'll be able to create your content in Word like you always do and hit a button. And as long as you're connected to the Internet, you're going to get your analysis right there uh, in the document or in the word processors that you choose to use,
0: is there any way for for you to get feedback on uh, other than than it's maybe making people more efficient at at you know formatting their copy and and organizing their copy? Is there any way for you to get any kind of analytical data about whether or not it's actually improving you know what their end result is? Yeah. Um, now
1: we did beta testing first on copyblogger where we could control you know i knew where i ranked before yeah. um And so we started there and got a little more confident that we were on the right track. Then we got people like uh, Michael Gray, uh, who's a big SEO, Gray Wolf Online, and Steven Spencer and a bunch of really hardcore SEO guys who we were scared to death would tell us, you know, we were completely off track. But they were our beta testers and uh, they helped us refine a few things. But for the most part, they're like, nope, this works. This is dead on. So, from our customer feedback, we've got something like thirty one hundred customers now use the surface uh, service. sorry. Um, the, you know the first thing, as you pointed out, is if you're, for example, a professional writer, a, a freelance writer who does SEO copywriting for businesses, your efficiency goes way up. Um, you be, By using a tool that tells you exactly what you need to fix, you, your your productivity goes through the roof. Right. For people who are less well-versed in SEO copywriting best practices, it's just not only an education that most people – you know, a lot of people are scared to death of SEO. They think it's like some black art. But it, right. once you understand how it works and how to do it in the context where it's not creating ugly content, which is another thing people are afraid of um, – then you get a lot more confident and you have no problem optimizing. So for some people, it just makes them effective right out of the gate. I mean, you know, from the very beginning of their career of optimizing content for search engines, Scribe basically holds their hand and does it for them. And then the third thing we're finally getting back um, over the last couple of months are the people going, yeah, I went from, you know, the bottom of page two to the middle of page one thank you scribe yeah. you know so awesome. there's there's no real dispute that if you apply seo copywriting best practices to your content you know and, and obviously do the other things that are required such as attracting links and mm-hmm. and getting people engaging with your content that it works it's just scribe makes it faster and easier and removes all the mystery
0: and it is based on a per use or Per uh, per page, or how is the pricing structure? It's
1: based on um, number of evaluations. We have uh, four plans, and um, depending on you know your level of use, some people publish a hundred you know pages a-, a month. Obviously, they're heavier users, and other people do about four or five blog posts a month. So mm-hmm. uh, we've broken it out like that, and it's basically priced per the number of evaluations, which is every time you hit analyze, that's an evaluation. Mm -hmm. So typically, whether it be a page or a post or a press release, whatever, um, you're gonna hit your initial analysis to see what your content looks like to a search engine right out of the gate, right the way you wrote it. And then it's gonna tell you what you need to fix. Uh, We also have other functions like alternate keyword suggestions. So you may be targeting XYZ keyword phrase, and then we spit back some results for you that say, hey, you know, you're doing good with that one, but look, if you tweak your words a little bit more, look at the relative search frequency of this phrase. So I always tell people they should be doing keyword research right out of the gate. But if if you you're missing the language that you should be using, then Scribe's going to say, Hey, you may want to consider this keyword phrase instead because more people are looking for it and it's more properly targeted to the people you're trying to reach.
0: Yeah. Well awesome. So and that's just found at scribe.com?
1: Scribe com. Scribe SEO.com. I would love right. to have scribe.com, but it was taken
0: Yeah, I kinda of, you know, I was kinda of wondering about that, but, uh, <laughs> so I love if you paid some big bucks if you got yeah, it Yeah, No,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. So it's scribe SEO dot com. All
0: right. Well, Brian, thanks. It's always great to uh, catch up with you, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk about this uh, important and probably often misunderstood subject.
1: Thanks, John. And um, by the way, that report you mentioned, I I know people are probably not sitting here scribbling down notes. I hope not. Um, But (laughs) it's a 28-page report that covers the entire spectrum of SEO copywriting, and I think you were going to
0: yeah, if, if if you're listening to this uh, and and go back to the page where uh, uh, the it, this is posted, uh, where the content's posted, and there'll be a link for for you to be able to get that uh, report for free, so that you everything we talked about and more.
1: Yeah, you don't have to provide an email address or anything. Just follow the link and download it. Happy reading. Anyway, John, yeah. thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy it.
0: All right, take care, everyone.